Hello, lovely friends. Welcome to another 11 p.m. nightcap. Hope we're all doing well today. Hope that uh, now we're past the middle of the week, that your week has gone uh, good. Uh, I'll adjust that, I think. Uh, let's try some different colors. Oops, turn it off. That's not bad. I feel like that's a, a bit of a warmer look and is uh, okay. Let's see. Mm, too dark. Um, I'll leave it here. <clears throat> not going to play around with it. But I hope your midweek's going well. And um, today we're going to be talking about a, a topic that uh, we've discussed a little bit briefly before in the past. Um, and... It's on accidents, specifically in this case, automobile accidents. And if that's a subject or topic that makes anybody nervous, I uh, wanted to give you forewarning. And I say that because I know some people have gotten horribly injured in auto uh, accidents. And so I would hate for you to get caught off guard by this and have uh, horrible memories or something like that come up. Um, but outside of that, we're going to go into this a little bit because I've alluded to and talked about a few of them before, but not necessarily for me, at least, in complete detail on all of the things that I have done and been in and the lessons that I learned. So that's what we're going to be going into today. So um, cheers to everybody out there. Mmm. Spicy. So the first, uh, one of the first accidents that I remember having, and a, I'm going to say in a certain sense, the vast majority of the ones that I had were in the first car that I had when I was younger. And I've, I've thought about that for a long time, and it's kind of bizarre to me, because in a sense... Um, I feel like kids get a little bit of a bad rap on accidents that when you go to get insurance, you're put into a pool at being higher risk, which I guess is fair, but I feel like, um, that is a thing that you have to sort of divide into some different constituent parts. And one of those isn't necessarily, uh, the young younger people are just bad drivers, <clears throat> but I feel like the stat that doesn't often get recorded as much are elderly drivers, where the amount of young people that get into accidents, how many of them occur with an elderly driver? And the reason why I think that's kind of important is because younger drivers might be able to stay within the lines, quote-unquote. But I feel like what they don't have is the experience to deal with bizarre conditions on the road. And that experience, as you get older and you drive more and see more stuff, um, I think is what prepares you for those accidents. And we've talked about watching, like, dash cam videos. I feel like in some certain driver's training classes, what they should do is just make people sit and watch two hours worth of dash cam crashes because you see all of the weird things that you will encounter on the road, what to watch out for and what not to do. So the first, one of the first accidents that I had, uh, I was driving to school in the morning. I was kind of sleepy. Uh, car stopped errantly. Uh, I tried to stop, but because I was sleepy, I was maybe not quite on the reaction. Brakes on the car couldn't stop fast enough, and I tapped the bumper of the car in front of me. Now, it was such a light tap, and it was pouring rain, that I figured, like, come on, like, who cares? But I just remember uh, the person, I think this was a girl that I bumped into, um, she, you know, yelled, it's like, just was furious. Hey, you're supposed to get out of the car. And yeah, it's true. But part of me was like, but come on. Like, 
that was one of those like so we used to call it giving each other a kiss whereas every now and then uh i think especially my buddy jim he had this old impala and he would like just bump you a little bit and like come, come on you know what i mean it's it's stupid but so anyway that was one of the first things that i remember and i remember just i don't want to say not quite knowing what to do but um that was one of my first lessons in get out and check anyway. Apologize, take the loss, do whatever. But no real damage done to anything at all. <clears throat> um, the second accident uh, that I was in, and I have told some people this, but uh, this one I, I feel really guilty. And this was one of those like really stupid things. Snowy day. Uh, we're sort of running late to school and turned my car on and this is before remote start. And I feel like, I feel like the remote start option on vehicles is sort of a luxury that you take for granted because just the ability to have that vehicle warm up enough so that your windows don't fog. Because what happened was it was so cold that I got in the vehicle and I was going to start driving and I'd taken the ice scraper and scraped an area on the front of the windshield so I could see. And as I'm getting to the end of the block and turning, just the fact that it was so cold, um, any residual moisture in the air started to refreeze on the windshield and I suddenly couldn't see where I was going. And I'm trying to like peer through this little hole and I hit a patch of ice. <laughs> I, the, the curbs that they had in this area, they're the ones where they're like sloped. They're not like the rounded curbs. And so I went up over this curb and I just fucking decimated this guy's mailbox, uh, crashed his mailbox. I think I kind of like half skidded on his front yard and like, I, I stop. And like the fucking mailbox falls off the front of the hood of my car. And it was like really early in the morning. So I'm like, I'm just getting the fuck out of here. I was like terrified. Like, oh my God, what do I do? So I just ran from that one. I'm not proud to admit that. That was a stupid 16 year old kid thing. And uh, I think what I did is I crept back there. Uh, I went like for a walk late at night. And I went by that guy's house and put an envelope on the front porch with a small handwritten note that said, I'm the person that ran over your mailbox. I'm terribly sorry. I was uh, uh, scared of what I did, but uh, I hope this helps cover the cost of a new mailbox. And I left him like 150 bucks. So that was two real quick uh, lessons learned. And that's the other one. If you can't see and, and your vehicle isn't warmed up to the point where that defroster defogger can't at least prevent ambient moisture from refreezing on your windshield like that, don't drive. Because uh, once you start moving and that wind and any moisture in the air starts hitting your windshield, like you can go from Hey, I can see, no problem, To Suddenly you can't see anything, like, really fucking quick. Um, so, <laughs> that was a, that was an oh boy. Like, um, so those were the first two things that were honestly just flat my fault. It was a flat my fault that was inexperience, uh, whatever, just fucking... Black Cat comments, I need to knock on wood. I drove up on a curb a couple of times in my VW, but didn't hit anything. Just said people say, how cool it looked. Wow, that looks cool. And especially now, like, uh, this was an 88 Mercury Tracer. And so 
let's uh, I'll show you for those of you who are watching this who may not remember what that vehicle looks like uh, we will bounce over just quickly as I'm talking and show this to you but this um, was a little hatchback and honestly I loved this little car uh, it was a super cool little car um, it looked just like this. It was just like this little blue. And, and man, I, 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 I think about little cars like that, and I'm like, I don't know if nowadays they would call that a crossover or whatever. But I look at that thing and go, that's like kind of a lot of the small SUVs that they're making now. Looks like it's not an SUV. It's just a fucking hatchback. But you could fit a lot of stuff in that car. It was fun to drive. Uh, got great gas mileage. Uh, in that regard, I loved that little thing. Um, I think as far as first cars go, yeah, was it the most flashy vehicle in the world? No. But uh, had a lot of great adventures and a lot of fun memories in that little car. But that's what it looked like. A little blue. A little blue little guy. Alright, let's close that down. Dash V stopped in and says, Hey there, hope you are okay. Well, we're hanging in there, Dash. I hope you're okay. Um, just a lot of stuff going on in work and whatever, but, uh, let's not talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about, continue to talk about car accidents. So Dash V, if you have any auto accident stories, go ahead and share them. Uh, Dash V lived in CNY for 33 years, so experienced about 15 years of winter driving. Did you have any lessons learned or crashes, uh, throughout your winter driving? Yeah, it did have more character, Black Cat. I feel like, I, you know, I used to go, if you took that car, if you took that car, and you just gave it modern mechanical components, it was, like, perfect. And that's, like, the perfect, I don't want to say, like, that's the perfect beginner, like, learner car. It's four doors, has a hatchback, it's easy, easy to maneuver. What the fuck? <laughs> so... The second accident that I was in, and as uh, people chime in in the chat, this is a little bit of a longer tale, but I went to uh, an eye doctor appointment. And now the eye doctor appointment that I went to, I didn't get any dilating drops. This was, if I recall, uh, just some sort of... I don't know if I was picking up a new pair of glasses or something, but you know, I, I didn't have the dilating drops. I didn't have anything like that. It was a fairly clear day. And this was a case of where there was a, a side street that pulls out on a fader, uh, fairly major road called Utica Road. And so I was going to come out and turn left. So I was going to turn left that crosses two lanes. There's a left turn lane and then two more lanes. Now, there was this giant tree that they had that was honestly right in your line of sight where when you turned, uh, when you were trying to pull out from that street, you know, so think of it sort of like an angled T, it's kind of hard to see. But so I'm in my little tracer and I'm up at the stop sign and I'm looking both ways, looking both ways and traffic is clear. And so I start to go, and there's just this, like, mercury marquee that is just barreling down at me. And I'm like, oh my god. So I slam on the gas, and here's where I will say, uh, especially modern cars do a better job, at least in my opinion of this, than the older vehicles. But that vehicle decides, oh, you're slamming on the gas. Let's, like either switch into passing gear or go all the way down into fur and like the lag of that is what got me hit if i if that car had been more responsive and had just went i would have been fine but that lag of the car trying to get in the right gear and go um i couldn't move out of the way in time and that car didn't slow down didn't do anything just flat plowed into the back of the quarter panel of that vehicle and that 
spun me around like a top. I mean, spun, kicked me all the way across the road and sort of up onto the opposing curb. I gotta be honest, I'm kind of surprised that that car didn't get totaled. Um, I don't know if that's a testament to either the bumper on the other vehicle or the fact that it was lightweight or what. But thinking back on it, I'm surprised that car didn't get just decimated. Uh, I think the back, uh, I don't know if it was the axle, I think the wheel got kind of fucked up and broken off, but it needed some repairs. But otherwise, it was kind of mechanically okay. <clears throat> uh, I was pretty banged up from that. I was pretty stunned. Uh, that was a pretty hard fucking hit that I took. And the person driving the other car was uh, a very old woman. And that becomes important in a minute. So, oof. So what that turned into is, uh, hey, uh, that was a, a, a big enough sort of a thing where you're probably going to want to go to court and, you know, contest the ticket or whatever the case may be. So uh, I'll get to that story in a minute, but let's catch up on some messages from chat. Dash V comments, one time I was on the highway, and the roads were pretty icy and snowy. I was doing the limit, had a 91 Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra. White van goes whipping by me in the fast lane. Then a few minutes later, it spins on a dime and is coming right at me at over 65 miles an hour. So I had to dodge it. It just missed me and went right into the ditch like 50 feet inch, uh, like a 50 foot inch ditch left a giant trench, and buried itself entirely in the snow. Dude, that's fucking scary. I mean, you gotta figure, especially, like, you crash head-on with a van or something like that. That's, uh, that's a brutal accident. Ooh. King Dinosaur stopping with some car emojis and some fire and explosions. <laughs> or, um, King Di yeah, King Dinosaur, thank you, uh, so much for joining us. Man, that's, uh, that's pretty bad, Dash. So at the time, I had long hair and decided, okay, well, I'm going to go to court. So I'm going to cut my hair and get a nice, respectable, conservative haircut. And I'm going to wear a suit. And I went back into the eye doctor office and explained what had happened. And I got a written note from the eye doctor that said, yes, that tree impedes visibility. It uh, is the city's tree on city property. They've had multiple accidents on that corner. That it's a hazard. Uh, that it definitely uh, can obscure vision. Uh, and also that the light on the corner, um, the people coming from the other direction can't see you because of this tree. And a lot of people fly around that corner and then just gun it down this, basically this Utica Road. So... I'm fairly certain, again, that this person came around the corner, didn't necessarily see me there, slammed on the gas, and because, again, they didn't stop or slow down or anything. And there was a little bit of a distance, because I had enough reaction time to try to step on the gas and maneuver out of the way. So we go to court, and, uh, you know, I, I had my dad with me, we go to court, and uh, we're sitting there in court. And, and, and here's the thing. So I'm just going to lay out what happened in as cold and clear and concise as I can. So first up was a older guy who had a construction job who got pulled over for driving without a license um, because he was trying to work to get money for his family. And the judge at the court was a woman that looked like she was probably in her 60s or so. And she absolutely throws the book at this guy. Uh, yells and screams at him that he's irresponsible, that he shouldn't be on the road if he doesn't have a license. 
and all this stuff, uh, you know, maximum fine, blah, blah, blah. Next person up is two younger guys that were, I'd say, a little bit older than me. And uh, they were speeding. They were going, I don't know, 10, 10 over, something like that, in a 25. And uh, again, she tells them, you know, you're just these reckless guys. And, uh, you know, you're going to get people killed. I'm not going to allow any of this. Like, you are going to have to pay, you know, like, you're going to get the points. And you're going to get <clears throat> the ticket fine. And you should just be lucky that I don't give you a reckless driving uh, citation. So those guys go off. The next person up is a woman in her 20s who is going to Wayne State to be a nurse. And she got pulled over doing 90 miles an hour in a 60. And starts crying saying that she was late for an exam and all she wants to do is be a nurse and help people and if she gets this ticket she's not going to be able to afford it and uh, I was just trying to get to school and I'm so sorry and the judge says that's very understandable I tell you what why don't we just give you a no seat belt fine and uh, good luck with your schooling the next person up is an older gentleman <coughs> who didn't have, whose insurance was expired. And she tells this guy, I don't know what is with you people and not being able to maintain proper paperwork. Um, you know, you have proof of insurance now and that's fine. So you won't uh, get, you know, your registration or whatever revoked, but I'm not taking away any of the rest of the points or money or anything for this. Uh, you people need to be pay more attention when you're on the road. Get the fuck out of here. Have a nice day. <clears throat> so the next person up is me. And so uh, I get up and sort of explain what happened. And I present the note from my doctor explaining uh, that visibility was bad. And as I'm trying to uh, explain that it was a combination of poor visibility and just not being able to, uh, once I saw that there was uh, another vehicle coming, that it couldn't get out of the way in time, the old lady that I hit comes running out of her seat uh, up at the judge <clears throat> and starts uh, throwing a whole bunch of pictures down and says, no, I have pictures, I have pictures. Look, you can see, you you can see, uh, he's all at fault. It was all his fault, and, uh, you know, and that scared me so bad, and, 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 and I think my neck might hurt, and I have pictures. And so the judge looks at the pictures, nods her heads, and goes, hmm. As for this doctor's note, you know, I don't know this doctor, so uh, I'm not really interested in this. Kind of folds it up and throws it to the side of her bench and says, no, you know, uh, again, uh, you're a younger driver. You need to learn to pay attention better. Um, you know, uh, you know. I'll I'll waive the price of the ticket, but you're in full points, and uh, you better just be lucky. You didn't. I'm like devastated. I'm like, what the fuck? So I go, oh, fuck. Okay. So I start basically, you know, like, well, I gather my things up again. I'm I'm wearing a suit. Like, I'm wearing a suit. I'm trying to look as respectable as possible. Shit, like, some of the other people that showed up looked like they were in rumpled clothes that had just rolled up out of bed. And, uh, I felt very much, uh, I don't want to say betrayed by the system, but I felt like this was a case of, well, I fucked to do any of this. I should have just showed up in jeans and t-shirt with my long hair because I was going to get fucked on this either way. Like, I went through all the trouble to go to this doctor and get this doctor's note and all the rest of this. But apparently it doesn't matter because as Black Cat says, the judge was grouchy and it wouldn't have mattered. You could have presented the most bulletproof case in the world. But ultimately, if the judge just doesn't fucking like you, they're going to fuck you. So there's a little bit more to the story, but let's catch up on some chat. King Dinosaur comments. I have many wreck stories, not all mine. 
Uh, once they witnessed a car run a stop sign at about 60 miles an hour and T-bone a small pickup, sending it flying across the road and upside down into a ditch. Well, the speeding car did a rollover and ended up in the other ditch. I pulled up and ran to the truck because people were already crawling out of the car. The truck driver was an old man, dazed and bleeding from his forehead. Oh, jeez. The car driver and passenger were teenage boys. The driver kept yelling, my fucking brakes went out. But from what I saw, it looked like he was just hot riding and thought he could make it through the stop sign. It was a pretty horrific thing to see. I got the old man out of his truck and set him down on the grass until the cops and ambulance arrived. Jesus, that's just brutal. You know, like, I, I, I think about a situation like that where if you were going that fast and you are coming up on a stop sign, if you were supposed to be stopping when you should be stopping, you, I feel like you would have known that your brakes were failing and you could have either shifted into neutral or at the very least just put taking your foot off the gas. And at that point, wouldn't you be uh, a little bit more on the defensive weaving than just blowing in a straight line? But again, that's just me. Uh, Zykolo stops in with an aloha, everybody. Zykolos, how are you doing? Thank you so much for stopping in. Um, the court system sucks. It certainly can. Um, I, I have some good stories, but this is just a particularly bad story. Uh, the old man was lucky that you were there. Right. Especially, too, to give witness, um, that, that, you know, this other vehicle just came blowing through there, um... And I feel like, especially at that speed, I feel like oftentimes people are like, well, my brakes went out, so that's why I was going so fast. Like, yeah, but if you just took your, like, if you took your feet off the gas, or at the very least shifted into neutral, and yeah, you weave, you can veer and weave out of the way to slow yourself down. It's not like you're going downhill. It's not like you're racing down a, a 60 degree decline. <laughs> Fucking... Your brakes failed, so your brakes failed and the accelerator got stuck. Ah, got it. <laughs> Psychosis is fine and just got up. How am I? I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. One day at a time, right? Stop by and make sure you say hello to Zycholos. And make sure you also stop by and say hello to just me, Dash V. Uh, a lot of cars can engine brake. I mean, some of them... What, like the torque converter or whatever with the with the transmission, you do have like a coast mode, but like, yeah, drop it down into low. I mean, most of those, at least even back to the tracer, had a shift where you could shift it all the way down into low. So like, it's another one of those, I would maybe say, okay, it could happen, but I feel like at the times when it happens, it's always clearly evident that the person was just speeding and blasting into somebody. And your brakes didn't really fail. Black Cat downshifted, and it was many one of the many times that she jumped the curb. Yeah, see, you... Because your brakes failed, and you're like, oh shit, my brakes are out, and you decided to take evasive maneuvers. You didn't just go continuing to blast on the middle of the street. <clears throat> so... I'm at court feeling kind of defeated. I'm walking out, and here's my here's my lovely father. My dad goes, like, oh, fuck this. And so he sort of goes walking up towards the judge's bench, and he's like, hey, what's the matter with you? He goes, what's with throwing the book at all these people and letting that one person off? He's like, I see what you're doing here. And he's like, and you're not doing... Uh, you know, anyone any favor by removing the ticket price but giving them these full points. He said, somebody presented you with evidence and you didn't even look at it. Like, I saw you. You got that letter. You didn't even look at it. You just completely dismissed it and looked at these photos. And he goes, and I know why. It's because you're an old judge and that was an older person. But I want to tell you right now, if you had any credence or respect for your position... You would consider evidence and not let your personal feelings get in the way. Have a nice day. And <laughs> turns around and walks away. <laughs> My fucking dad goes and yells at the judge. 
So the judge gets this, like... But, like, he's right. He's right. And and court had basically been declared over. So you couldn't really be held contempt of court because court was not in session anymore. So anyway, I go back home, and I'm like, fuck. A couple days later, I get a letter from the city, and the letter from the city has stated uh, that... The charges have been downed to whatever, pay the ticket fine, no points on the license. So, uh, my dad delivering a little bit of a, hey, fuck you, like, just because you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, don't fuck with all these people on this. Yeah, my dad, my dad has balls of steel. My dad takes no shit. He does not. He, uh, he... You know, when he, when, like, he knows when to sit, and he also knows when there's bullshit going on. And, uh, yeah, he, he, you know, he didn't yell or scream, but he stood shoulders square and told her like it was. <laughs> what am I to do? I'm a 16-year-old whatever kid fucking... No, he, uh, he got him. <clears throat> and I, and I felt bad for those other people, too. You know, and I, like... So, I'm not going to levy any other comment on that, on sexism, favoritism, ageism, whatever. That was just a, a classic case of, I feel like somebody who was supposed to be in an impartial position uh, was probably not having a good day that day, as Black Cat had said. Maybe being a little grouchy and decided that you were just going to take that out on some people, given your position of power. Which is also another lesson that I learned that day. You'd like to think that judges and all these things, but like, no, they're people. They're, they all, they'll have shitty days and they will do things that are a quote-unquote disrespect to the position that they have. We're all human. So, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that's my dad. <laughs> King Dinosaur went to court with his dad once. He's proud because the judge called you a polite young man. I got no such comment. I got, you're a young dummy and fucking, you're going to kill people. Fuck you. That's what I got. <laughs> Black Cat's not grouchy. Everybody shows up in my court. Here come the judge. You just, people would come to court and Black Cat would just be like, hey, you're all stupid. But let's um, go find some snakes and then we can have butter. And, um... This isn't music. Your music sucks. You're going to jail. That's what Black Cat would say. That's Judge Cat. Podcast folks, let's take a quick break and be right back. You have moments in your life, experiences that, um, you know, I can picture, I can picture that whole courtroom, like emotional stuff clearly does more indelibly imprint itself on your, on your brain because I can picture like that whole courtroom and what it looked like and the light and the people and everything. And that, uh, was such a moment of enlightening wisdom and clarity on many things for me that day. I feel in that regard fortunate to have experienced such a thing because that equips you uh, for the rest of your life, right? <laughs> so I call those, but just a quick break. Not a lot. Well, the, I, I know, but the podcast folks had to listen to an advertisement. You, you guys, you're like instantly... Pew, pew, pew. Meow the Cat says, Good morning from this Latvian weirdo. I'm not home, but I still wanted to wish you a chill stream and enjoy yourself. <laughs> Hi, Latvian weirdo. Everybody, Meow the Cat is a super sweet fella. He likes to talk about how he's weird and old and everything else, but he's both not weird and not old. He's actually very charming, and it's adorable to watch him play video games. So if you can, please stop by and drop a follow to Meow the Cat. And if you see him streaming in the morning, stop by and say hello 
and uh, hang out with them for a little while and keep them company. So that was the last sort of accidents that I had until the spin out over the freeway. Uh, I'm not going to really retell that story. That was just snow and hit a snow patch and spun around to 360 and thankfully didn't die. Um, but then one of the next accidents that I was in, and this is why any time I see anyone doing this, I pucker my asshole and white grip the steering wheel and grip my teeth and just go, don't fucking do that. It's when you have a left turn lane and two lanes of traffic and fairly heavy traffic and somebody in the left lane will decide, oh, even though traffic has started to move or the other, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not go and leave a gap so they can get through. So I'm in this little BMW with a coworker. We were coming back from a job that we had done and we're in the right lane going about 37-ish. The speed limit was 35, so we're probably going somewhere between there and 40. And we're cruising along. There's cars to the side of us. And then all of a sudden, there's just a car in front of us. And it was one of those cases where it was some giant escaburbalade minivan. So your visibility was zero that there was a car that was going to turn. BMW in the word little somehow doesn't seem to mix. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? All right, wait a minute. You're from Germany. You're from Germany where they make BMWs. And what, you think all of them are gigantic? Come on. Dude. All right, hold on a second here. Look, like, that's a little car. That is not a big car. His car was even smaller than this car. Look at, look at. Come on. Compared to some of the sizes of some of the vehicles on the road today, like, his car was like that size. <laughs> the, you know, it wasn't like a 7 Series Ultra Saloon. <laughs> it was like a, it was like one of the, and I don't know, it must have been like a, there's probably a, let's see, uh, let's do, it's probably like a, it's probably one of these. Let's see. It was this car. It was almost exactly this car. So that's how big the car was. Look at it. It's little. It's a little car. It's a little, it's a little baby. It's a little baby. I mean, it's not like a smart car. It's not like a chicken nugget with wheels, but like, come on. <laughs> so that was the car we were in. We were in that car and all of a sudden there's just a car in front of us. He has no chance to do anything. Uh, I have pretty quick reflexes, so I kind of braced for impact and we just blasted into the side of that car. Full bore, T-bone, smashed into that thing, kicked it up over the curb next to us. And, uh, that was hard enough to the point where the friend of mine that was driving, he was like dazed. I came to pretty quick and I see all this smoke and I hear this horrendous noise. I'm like, turn the car off. He's like, huh? I'm like, dude, turn the car off, turn the car off. So he's like, oh, so he reaches and turns it off. And man, I, I got out of the car. My knee was absolutely killing me. But I get out of the car, there's fluid and like gas and fucking everything leaking out of it. The other car is pretty busted up and up and over on the curb. There was a passenger that was an older woman. So there was two people in the front seat. The front nose. Now here's what I will say about the quality of a German car. Now his car was pretty messed up. Good night, King Dinosaur. Thank you so much for stopping by and tell your mother that we said hello. King Dinosaur, thank you so much, man. So his car was obviously damaged and fucked up, but the other car had a perfect nose imprint where he smashed it. If that car had been 
maybe a half a foot back, we would have smashed into the lady that was in the passenger seat and she would have been horrendously fucked up. But as it was, I helped them get out. Um, they weren't seriously hurt. Obviously they were listed as being at fault. And then of course the other person comes over. It's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought traffic was clear. Like, don't ever do that. Like, I know often we try to be nice when we can, but on the same token, it's not your job to control traffic flow. So don't be a traffic cop, especially not with your car. And in a situation like that, if the person in the right lane hasn't started to stop to leave the gap, don't you just stop and then wave through or assume that the people on the other side of you are going to stop because they probably aren't going to. And that, again, you watch these dash cam videos, those crashes happen all the time. So don't do it. And if you're the person that's going to cross, just wave them and be like, look, if everybody would just drive and get out of here, then I could go ahead and make my turn. And or if traffic had stopped up to the point where the cars are all stopped, stopped, then maybe let them through and have a gap. But oh my God, just be careful. Because the person that's on the other side will have no idea that you're crossing through and they're going to hit you at full speed. And that's if somebody's brakes don't fail and they're not going 60 miles an hour and smash into you. But that was a, that was a bad accident. His car was really fucked up. Uh, my one knee was really jacked up. I had to go get some therapy for that. Uh, my neck kind of hurt. It's part of me that goes, I wonder if that's why I have some issues and shit now with my knee. Like I smashed my knees right on the underside of the dashboard. Um, again, being that it was a sort of a smaller vehicle, um, thank God we were in seatbelts and everything, but even just the force of your legs, like boom. And, and the front end of that car being kind of crushed backwards man, I just flat bashed my knees, uh, on like the glove box, just fucking, that was agony. Like I, I could barely walk for a couple of days. It really hurt. So that was, um, that was about the worst crash, uh, I have personally been in. Um, like I say, that one, uh, kind of stunned me, blacked me out for a second. That was a pretty bad one. Um, the only other accidents that I've really had outside of that were getting rear-ended. And thankfully, the rear ends weren't at very high speed. One of them was, uh, uh, in a smaller SUV and traffic was stop and go and somebody kind of banged into the back of me. And I got out and I looked and the other person was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was like, look, I'm in a little bit of a hurry. It doesn't look like there's any damage to my vehicle. So if you want to just say forget it and have us just both go, like I'm cool with that. If you need to stay, that's like I'm cool with that too. What do you want to do? And they're like, really be okay with that? I'm like, my car's fine. Uh, and so we both just left. But you got to be careful about that because if you're with a shyster, the other person could get back in their car and call and say that you left and drove away and then you can get fucking hit and run. So be very careful about doing that too. That's a, that's a high risk move. It's a very, it's a very, it's risky. Black Cat remembers a horrible incident in Denver about 15 years back. Someone in the left lane stopped and told a kid to cross. It wasn't what was supposed to happen. The kid was waiting to cross at a light. When someone was driving in the right lane and doing what he was supposed to do and kept driving, the kid didn't look and was hit with fatal results. That's so sad. Like, I, I, I think about stuff like that, and it's... There wasn't even somebody like driving reckless or crazy or whatever. And that's just a couple of moments of some bad judgment mistakes. And that costs you your life. That's just, oh man.
Dash V chiming in with an also. So I'm not going to wait for his also. But yeah, that one, that one was another one of those. It was like just a bare bumper kiss. Like a boop. It's like, look, it, it's a fuck. It's fine. Like it, barely, almost barely enough to even be detectable. Which I will say, you know, the crumple bumpers and everything that they have on the vehicles now. You know, everybody like, oh yeah, it's great to have a nice big heavy metal steel whatever bumper. But actually, a lot of the, the plastic crumple bumpers actually do a better job of protecting you from those impacts. Uh, Dash V says, one time someone drove into the back of my Subaru 35 miles an hour. I was completely stopped at a red light and popped the e-brake just before impact. Oof. Did you, did you tense up or did you go limp? Because I've heard that it's uh, against your intuition. But if you think you're going to get hit or there's going to be a crash, try as much as you can to just go completely limp and loose. Tensing up and being all tense and then having that impact is what is going to extra fuck you up. So that's why apparently, and, and I don't know the stats and breakdown on this, but apparently that's why a lot of um, theory tends to drunk drivers walking away with less injuries than the people they hit often because they are loose and floppy and tensing up like that before an impact um you know that's going to do more damage i guess to your spine than just being kind of yeah it's i mean it's your inclination to tense right to tense before an impact <clears throat> um got out and didn't see any damage to your car how wow how is it man the cra what uh what kind of Subaru was it, Dash? Forester, uh RX, WRX, Outback, Baja. I like the Subaru Baja. It's like gloriously ugly. I just love that fucking car. I'd love to have a, a turbo, one of those turbo Bajas. It's like a tiny little miniature pickup truck. It's like a Subaru Outback Camino. They just put way too many plastic parts on it. Um, uh, and so I, I also had another rear end. Uh, this is when I think I had my Golf, my little turbo diesel Golf. And uh, there was another road where traffic was sort of stopped. And a car in front of me kind of braked a little hard. But I mean, I, I stopped. And I'm like standing there. I'm like, okay, we stopped. And then I just feel the... Bang! Like behind me, and it was hard enough to make me hit the car in front. And um, we all pulled over, and that was one of those cases where I feel like, you know, so it was a younger girl that was in the car behind me. It was an older woman in the car in front of me. And so anyway, her dad shows up. You know, the the police are the show up, but her dad shows up. And her dad is getting, like, all aggressive about, well, how do you know it's her fault? How do you know that? I'm like, because my vehicle was stopped. How, how am I, the middle vehicle, responsible for her hitting the back of me? Even if I stop quickly, if she, like, you're not supposed to tailgate people, so. I was like, oh, okay. Whatever you say, dude. I don't really care. <laughs> Let's fucking... You can let the police sort it out. I'm not gonna fucking get in some fight with you, dummy. Impreza Outback Sport, the small wagon. I like those cars. One more reason to be very wary of no visible damage. All good. Well, true, but I think there's a little bit of gauging the... I mean, this impact... When this person hit me, it, it was barely even enough to make you, like, even just jolt a little bit. But that's fair. You could damage your engine mounts. There's a lot of other stuff that you could that you could damage in your vehicle, even with slight impact. I mean, they're not meant to crash into stuff, right? So, that's good advice. I agree. If that's a, that's a definite risk and gamble for multiple reasons. You might not think you have any damage... But you might. And you might have damage to you. Or whatever. So that's just... 
driving is more complicated, uh, I think, in a lot of ways than we give it credit. Right? Like, th- it it is amazing that for as much, as many accidents as there are, it's incredible that those vehicles moving at the speed they move, that we're not all just bashing and smashing into ourselves all fucking over the place. Think about it. You got some painted lines and we're all driving 80, 90, whatever miles an hour and flowing around and changing. It It's actually pretty incredible when you think about it. I mean, you'll see people in the supermarket who can't, with a fucking shopping cart, stay to one side of the aisle. Yet, in these giant metal steel death boxes, we manage to, by and large, not just be crashing into each other all over the place. I think that's pretty impressive. I think we don't give each other as much credit for that uh, as you'd think. Because it's pretty wild. Black Cat is an incredible driver. Take a Black Cat's Poppy road trip. I bet you that would be a that'd be badass. Plus, some insurance companies are good. You had a car seat in your car at the time. The insurance company insisted on replacing it, and it was one of the expensive ones. Do you know what uh, what insurance company did you have, Dash? I've had I've had Allstate insurance my entire life. Um, they've actually never really fucked me over. They've been pretty good about that for the most part. So I've stuck with them. Um, anytime that I've needed something done, I felt like they were fair. Um, even when I had stuff that got broken into, you know, and that guy busted into my, they paid for everything and that was expensive. That was like almost a 10 grand repair. Um, but they replaced, they were, they replaced it and repaired it and I didn't have to pay a dime. Vortex hunters with black cats, poppy and cigar goil. Ooh, look, a dead snake. Mm. <laughs> maybe it butter, though. Uh, we can go to Mellow Yellow and make some butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think about the snake, Black Cat? Smells. <laughs> then she throws in a tree. But so those are those are most of the accidents and crashes I've been in. I've avoided a lot of them. Um, there was a time on the freeway during some snow. Dash V had all state, and the particular chapter was awful. The person that hit you had State Farm, and they treated me like gold. So you've been State Farm ever since. Nice. Again, it's it's crazy. How you, you get experience with places like that, right? Like in somebody, a place like that will do you wrong in terms of service. And you're like, you lost a customer for life and you gained one. But the other, uh, we was coming back from a girlfriend, uh, I think it was like a Christmas party. And we were driving home um, on the Southfield Freeway and it was icy. And this car just spins out out of nowhere, you know, snow's coming down, this car spins out out of nowhere, bounces off the dividing wall, and then back into traffic, and crashes into a car, and like, a shower of parts just goes fucking everywhere. I mean, parts and pieces, and cars are spinning out. And I told her, I said, relax, we're gonna hit him. Just close your eyes and relax. Because I couldn't stop. And so... She starts, you know, kind of crying, whatever, but I'm like, I think I had to do the opposite, the unintuitive, and I think I had a RAV4 at the time, and uh, that vehicle, I think, really only had four-wheel or all-wheel drive, I think, up until like 35 miles an hour, so I'm like, come on, so the the vehicle slows down to about 30-ish, and so I feathered the gas, and... I basically drove, I basically weaved around and through wreckage. I got around him, I dodged around the one car, sort of veered to the other side, and made it around him, and accelerated past it, and I said, we're going to be all right. I, I got around him. You're, we're okay, we're safe. And uh, that was pretty scary, because otherwise we, uh, we would have 
plowed and like there was a lot of vehicles behind us so that's one of those like you crash into that and the next thing you know is some semi or something plows into the back of you that could have been horrendously bad god those are so scary when you see those pileups where it's like some whiteout condition and vehicles just come sliding into a pile like holy shit if you're somebody who's in like a prius and then like some box truck or semi smashes in the back of you like that's fucking that's like game over that's so bad <clears throat> Had a couple of close calls on my motorcycle, too. Uh, you know, some of them, like I say, you can see coming a mile away. But, uh, you know, I feel like as you get older and drive more, you can start to see some of this shit coming from a mile away. You just got to pay attention. Don't be sleeping at the wheel. Don't be daydreaming. Don't be fucking around on your phone. Don't be eating a cheeseburger. Don't be, like, you should treat that drive as it's like the ultimate video game. How do I get to my destination and as safely and as efficiently as possible? Like, focus on it. Treat it like a true, enjoyable, like it's a mission. Like, when you get lackadaisical about it and you're like, that's when, like, shit's going to crash into you or you're going to crash into somebody else. So that's it. That's the episode on accidents. A little bit of some life stories uh, from myself and some of the excellent friends here in chat so i hope you enjoyed those stories dash v overthinks everything whenever you drive places a family you make your son sit in the back seat behind the passenger seat that way you already know which side to let take the impact if you have to choose yours well see that's interesting dash because if it were me that's not but if it were me and somebody, I'm always like, sit in the front seat because I have front and side airbags. So those airbags are much better protection than you if you're in the back seat because the back seat does not have those airbags. And the airbags will protect you, especially the ones from the side. Um, but you, like, you can only prepare for that stuff so much. I mean, you can have crazy shit like that that happens, right? Um, you know, and, and, and that's why when I got some of those, uh, like when I got this vehicle, uh, like the current truck that I have, I like that it has the side curtain airbags. Miss um, Dash is in the front uh, passenger seat. I mean, you know, that's... In that regard, I think you're making the right choice. It's, you know, protect the other side of the vehicle. <clears throat> I always find it, I always find it very frustrating when you see like a, a, a car, especially if it's some wagon or I don't know, minivan or whatever. And the kids are in the back, not in the seats, scrambling around or in the trunk or playing around or whatever. And like, oh my God, if you get in an accident though, those kids are going to get, they're going to get turned into fucking hamburger. Sit in the fucking seats with your seatbelts on. Like, I know you want to play and I know that makes me sound like grumpy old man, but oh my God. Like, that will absolutely fucking decimate you. Like, you're going to go flying out the fucking front window. Or just get broken in half. Jesus. No, I don't think you're that. I don't think you're weird at all. I think that's the way people should be. You should be paying attention and thinking about that stuff. Because they're dangerous. Used responsibly and appropriately. Like a lot of stuff. They're fine. But. it's You have to think about. And, and thinking about the morbid conditions, you know, people, I, I used to get that a lot, I think, when I was weird, I'd think about that stuff, like, but, like, I'm not thinking about it because I want it to happen, I'm exploring possibility, and that sort of prepares you for the way you act if and when something like that does happen. We're all weird in this fucking show! <laughs> Ha <laughs>
All right. Stay safe on the roads and stay safe and keep the faith and all of that good shit. And we'll see you again tomorrow for another 11 p.m. nightcap. But until then, make sure you get yourselves some rest. <laughs>